Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Why have epidemiological forecasts been so wrong and what to do about it? That's... uh the headline of uh, an article in uh, Lars Christensen, uh, Danish economist's marketmonitorist.com webpage. Why have epidemiological forecasts been so wrong and what to do about it? As Mr. Christensen, who is highly respected globally, challenges epidemiological counterparts. And what's the real-time data showing as far as people returning to their pre-lockdown activities is concerned in uh, Europe and in North America. Mr. Christensen, thank you very much for the time. And you're challenging the epidemiological forecasting for COVID-19 and other forecasting that's been done by epidemiologists. And you point to numbers of deaths from COVID-19 being much lower than forecast. But then we're told that that is because of lockdowns and people not intermingling. What do you say to that? Well, obviously, um, I think that lockdown has had uh, an impact on uh, on on the spread of COVID-19, I'm I'm not denying that. <clears throat> what I am, however, saying is that uh, if we look at the models that epidemiologists traditionally use, uh, they tend to uh, assume that humans behave as blind animals, as somebody who just moves around uh, and are completely unaware of risk to themselves. While when economists think about people, they think about people behaving in a way to improve their own situation, to avoid risk, to reduce costs. And therefore, if, if, if you think of, of people as, as just walking into a risk, if we are told uh, in Europe, for example, now there's a major outbreak of uh, the coronavirus in Northern Italy, would we just sit around in the rest of Europe and just look in uh, to the air and, and be completely ignorant of that risk, or would we change our behavior? And what the traditional epidemiological models fail to take into account is that change in behavior. And uh, since the 90s, uh, economists have, have essentially argued this. There is a, what is called economic epidemiology, where you tr- try to take into account behavior. Uh, rational behavior of individuals who observe that a pandemic is, is, is on the move and that people would change their behavior. Obviously, one of the first times we saw that and clearly demonstrated was, was starting in the 80s with the uh, AIDS epidemic. Um, that led to people changing their sexual behaviors. That led people to use uh, condoms and so forth. And therefore, the uh, the age uh, epidemic didn't be uh, developed as forecasted by epidemiologists at the time. Uh, it developed much more slowly, luckily, and at this, and we've seen the same time with COVID-19, and we've seen it with a number of other uh, other uh, outbreaks of epidemics: uh, Ebola, swine flu, P- 
people will simply change that behavior, and luckily so. So we, we do. We are. We are. We are people, and I agree with you. We we know something's going on, and so we will react and we react intelligently in most cases, and that has a lot to do with the success rate that we have. You're also suggesting that uh, epidemiological forecasting again ignores human behavior, and it's done like weather forecasting when it should be done more like economic forecasting. Yeah. The, what I'm saying is that um, you can't change the weather by by. By, by grabbing a, 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 a umbrella once you get out the, uh, in the rain. That won't change the weather. Uh, but, 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 but you can change your behavior, uh, and that will change economic outcome. Uh, it will also change, if, if you take an umbrella, you will, you will not get wet if it rains. And so you can change your behavior, but you can't change the weather. That, in that sense, uh, pandemics, it's much more like economic systems that they are influenced by human behavior in the same as financial markets are, in the same as prices are. Uh, it's, 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 it's dependent on human behavior. And I, I, what I think is that it's, it's very important to understand this. Also, when we evaluate different measures that have been put in place, one thing that is notable is that if we look at data, for example, for, uh, for, from Google and from Apple on Mobility. How much do we drive? Where? To what places do we go? Apple and Google has uh, created reports on this where I can go in and see how many Canadians go to restaurants right now uh, relative to in January. And you will see that even before lockdowns were implemented, <clears throat> people around the world dramatically changed their, uh, their, their, their behaviors. Um, you see in Europe, for example, starting already in February, restaurant reservations fell off a cliff. Nobody wanted to go to restaurants starting already in February in Europe. Right. Uh, so you saw behavior. So when we, when we see, <clears throat> when, when it's said that the curve has been flattened by lockdown, one has to remember that what started to flatten the curve initially had nothing to do with government intervention, government telling you what to do. No, it was about people acting rationally to the risk that was facing them. Uh, in the same way, as lockdowns end, we are being told that now there's a risk that people will go crazy. Uh, well, they might uh, if they have been locked in for two months, but there is also another thing is that people will continue to be aware that there is a risk. Uh, on the other hand, if there's no risk, they will likely, you know, behave in ways that government officials don't like, but it will probably reflect the fact that the risks have been reduced very dramatically. Okay, I have about a, I have about a, I have about a minute. Can you just tell us how the markets fit into 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 everything here? Well, I think one of the inter interesting things is that if you look at financial markets, the financial markets have been 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 telling us all through this, how bad the situation is. Of course, the market reflects, if you look at the stock market, it reflects expectations for, for earnings in companies in the future. If there is a pandemic and everybody stops going to restaurants, stops flying, etc., economic activity goes down, it should be visible in the stock market. And if you look at the stock market, the stock market already in February told us something is badly wrong. But over the last one and a half, two months, stock markets globally has rebounded and it's actually telling us, well, 
things look much better now. That's so, interesting, yeah. yeah. So, so, so markets are telling us that. And what I'm actually indicate, had, had, had argued is it would be great if we had a market where we actually could trade, uh, like betting on how many cases of COVID-19 okay. will there be in Canada June 1st. I have, to, I, I, have to, I have to stop here, but I do appreciate you coming on, particularly since it's late. In, in Denmark. Thank you so much uh, for, for uh-huh. the time. Always Thanks. good talking to you. And marketmonitorist.com. Thank you, Mr. Christensen. Thank you. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.